Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, and Dalton Stanford uh, with the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Live from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We've got a great show today. Going to have two legendary state championship high school football coaches on the show. In just a bit, both men will be teaming up to bring you an exciting new program that you'll be hearing here in uh, Laurel and Hattiesburg. And we're about to talk a little baseball with one of our favorite college baseball coaches, John McCormick at uh, Florida Atlantic University. But first, Luke, uh, good to hear your voice again. And uh, thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone. Well, uh, we hope you got everything taken care of and, and everything's good now. We're glad you're back. And, uh, man, what a, what a week to be back. Ole Miss tonight at the Pete and then FAU coming in this weekend. No question about it. Ole Miss in town tonight, as Luke said, to take on Southern Miss. And that's a fan favorite game. There'll be a great crowd. There's no question about that. But I think it's fair to say that the most important games take place Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's when Coach John McCormick brings his uh, high-flying Florida Atlantic Owls into the Pete, 30-14 and 14 on the season, 15-6 and six in conference play. Uh, Coach McCormick, always a pleasure to have you on the Eagle Hour, and thanks so much for giving us some more of your time. Oh, my pleasure, Bob, Luke. Glad to join. Looking forward to being at the Pete, one of my favorite places to play. Well, Coach, another great year for the Owls, 30-14. and 14. Uh, Before we talk about uh, the importance of the weekend, tell our listeners uh, your evaluation of, of your team's performance so far this year. Uh, we've been good. Um, we've had a – we're a very resilient team. We've won a lot of games late. Uh, we do some good work with two outs. Um, and then we have the core group of our older guys have really understand what – Florida Atlantic baseball is about. So Zach Schneider and Vince Coletti and Pedro Pages, guys that have been here three and four years, have a really good sense of what we're trying to accomplish and what we're about and did a great job of, you know, instilling that into the new guys and, of course, the young guys. So uh, we can we got good position players, um, two good starters. We're pretty good in the back end. Sunday, Sunday starters, a little bit of a mystery and um, – like most people, the bullpen, the early bullpen has a little bit, little to be desired. But we're we're a pretty solid club. All right, coach. So you're coming into the Pete this weekend. Always exciting here in Hattiesburg uh, when your ball team uh, is in town. It seems like it's always an important matchup. And this week, I think it's fair to say, could very well determine the, or go a long way toward determining the regular season conference champion. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We, you know, it was last Friday it was shaping up to be a to be a, a colossal matchup, if you will. Um, and then we go ahead and stub our toe against uh, Old Dominion, who's been playing very well, and um, Scott and his group go to Middle Tennessee and take care of business, and so um, takes a little bit of sting out of the weekend. But uh, it's a great opportunity for our club. 
a good opportunity for the league. Um, a lot of people are watching, so that's always a positive. Luke? Coach Mack, thanks for coming on today. You talked about that culture that your seniors are passing down. It's really hard to separate uh, FAU baseball from you. You've been there as a, as a head coach 10 years, but you've been in the program uh, for, for 28 years. Um, just, 29. Just amazing the run that – 29. Yeah. I'm sorry. 29. I'm sorry, sir. That's all right. Uh, how have you seen uh, FAU, you know, the program transition uh, to, to become uh, perennially, you know, getting in regionals and, and competing for championships? Uh, we got good geography. No. Um, you know, <laughs> we, you know, I got here and we were a, a Division II school that no one would play. Uh, we were a state school and we couldn't get into the league. We couldn't get into the Sunshine State Conference League. We tried a couple times. They wouldn't play us because they said it's not fair because they have private school tuition. We have state school tuition. So we were kind of like, if you look in the old record books, the schedules we would play, it was unbelievable, like the stuff that we had to do just to get games. Um, uh, and through that was probably our greatest asset is we recruited a whole bunch of guys and they, they took the chip on their shoulder, and they got this program through the start of Division One. And then about 1999, we won the 56 games, and that group really set the tone going forward. We finally had scholarships. The facility had some work done to it, and we, we kind of arrived. Uh, and then ever since then, it's just, a, you know, we call it a, you know, we're a performance-based organization uh, that – uh, wins games and do things right. That's our little mantra. That's uh, it, it's been so successful, and we've all seen that. And, and Coach Bob wanted to, to bring this up also. You talk about you know those guys and, and that culture you've got. Bob and I had an extraordinary time sitting and watching a game with with some of your guys last year. Bob, uh, you oh, remember God. that in the conference USA tournament, how good it was. Uh, Coach, I, I've got to tell you, all those kids were just polite, delightful, funny entertaining. Uh, I thought it was a great reflection on the program that you've built at Florida Atlantic. And uh, Luke and I walked away big, big, big fans of your program and uh, and really was a real pleasure to get the, an opportunity to sit down for a while uh, with some of your kids. I, I know you must feel the same way about them. You know, I do. And um, we pride ourselves on that. We, we, I always tell them when, when I get a compliment in the airport, you know, where we're at at different places. And, and uh, I, I tell, I should carry around little cards and say, here's the president's email address, and here's the, <laughs> the AD's email address. Please email them. Um, but we talk about that. We talk about, you know, the big thing about this program is, it, it, and a lot of people say it, and, and it's true, we're trying to get these guys ready for life through baseball, um, but you have to hold them to a standard um, to make sure that they are ready for life. Too many too many coaches, programs give kids out and let them act kind of, well, they're kids, let kids be kids. They're not kids. They're young men that have to be held accountable because they have lives to, they have lives to lead once the last, the last out of their career is made. You know, whether that be in pro ball and they know how to handle themselves correctly, whether it be going to graduate school, whether it be, you know, going to get a job. And, you know, I think that's the measure of a really good program is, is what happens to the guys after. You know, winning is important. But what happens to the guys after? Well, they were great representatives of your university, and I'm sure you agree with that, Luke. 
Yeah, they do. I they, they were. It was it was really fun, Coach Mac. Yeah, and and uh, I tell you what, they were they were uh, we were janking on uh, on some Southern Miss guys, and then they were they were <laughs> propping uh, some of our guys up. It was fun, Coach. I want to ask you specifically about Zach Schneider. You mentioned him earlier. He's your closer. Uh, I think he's about top uh, fifteen in the nation right now with saves. He was a a, a preseason All Conference uh, selection. Uh, he's pretty good. And Golden Eagle fans, if it's tight, they're going to see him this weekend at the Pete. 100%. He's tough. You know, it's a sidearm delivery. Uh, it's And it, it has a little funk to it more than your normal side armor. But he's really, really competitive. You know, guys like that are hard to find. Well, you guys were had the pleasure of watching Sandlin pitch for three years. Um, you talk about a competitive dude. Uh, that's the thing. Zach's stuff is good, but it's the competitiveness, you know. Um and he prepares himself really well. Uh, but it's fun to watch him, you know. And, and we've kind of had a neat little thing. His brother's on my staff. Um, his brother's our volunteer. Uh, they're from Boca, so his parents are involved. So it's kind of a neat thing to see the family kind of be able to support each other and um, be there for each other. So it's kind of neat, you know, not to mention he's good. Hey, Coach, if we bump up on the break, I'm going to ask you to hang on. It's a real short break, okay. about three minutes. But I did want to ask you about that. You brought up the, uh, you brought up your volunteer assistant coach. And uh, as Luke reported on the show a couple of weeks ago, there was an effort made that would allow programs uh, like yours to, to hire that additional coach. That that, that didn't pass. Your, your thoughts on that? Uh, I thought it was – it's egregious. It's awful. Um short-sighted it's just another slap in the face for college baseball by the athletic directors it wasn't even the ncaa it was by the athletic directors and you know the university of texas which has a budget of 212 million dollars they voted against it you know the the big 10 makes more money than all of us could spend in a lifetime in a year and they voted against it to at this day and age send a coach out there and ask him to work 60 hours a week for whatever he can make in camp or do lessons or, you know, that type of thing is unbelievable. You guys got a wonderful volunteer, uh, and it's a shame he can't get paid. You know, he's he's really good. Um, he does a lot for that program, and there's so many good volunteers around the country. I don't understand the, the animosity that ADs uh, have for college baseball. It makes money in the um, tournament. The tournament makes money. Um, we do well on TV. I, I don't understand it. And I, I feel ashamed that we can't provide benefits and retirement for these guys. Coach, it's always great talking to you, sir. We thank you very much. I hope you enjoy your trip down here to Hattiesburg. I will. Thank you. Coach John McCormick, everybody, from Florida Atlantic University, one of the really good guys in college baseball. When we come back, Joey Hawkins and Neville Barr join the Eagle Hour. We'll be right back. The Eagle Hour. So 
Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty and Dalton Stanford, along with my buddy Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Our thanks to Coach John McCormick from Florida Atlantic University, always available uh, to talk to us. I think it's like his third appearance on the show, and he's always uh, just a great uh, guy to speak to about the wonderful sport of college baseball. That opening segment was sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs and other smoked meats. They cook it in-house every day right here in Hattiesburg and around the state. Uh, they'll cater any event as well, and we encourage you to uh, do business and uh, say thanks to uh, Dickey's Barbecue Pit. All right, also want to thank Campus Bookmart in Hattiesburg for their sponsorship of the show. It's a great place to go buy Southern Miss apparel in huge quantities. If you don't live in the Hattiesburg area and you want some new swag, just go to Southern Bookmark, Campus Bookmart, campusbookmart.net, and they'll deliver it right to your front door. All right, a special segment here, Luke. On the Eagle Hour, we have uh, two guys in here, uh, legendary high school football coaches, Joey Hawkins and Neville Barr. And Luke, I told them during the break that I'll, I'll bet other coaches were glad they retired so that they have a chance to win some state championships. And in the uh, Hattiesburg area and in South Mississippi, for sure. And, and with Coach Hawkins' uh, case, people got tired of uh, him winning all the hardware and, and track and field also. So, I mean, there's a there's a lot of bling and wins between these two guys. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Well, Thank I, you. I know now why Coach Hawkins is, is the way he is. I just learned he's an Indianola, Mississippi Delta man. No doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, look, Delta guys, uh, it's, it's special. Well, uh, you look. You had to go all the way far and wide, Bob, to find your wife in the Delta. I did. I did, and I'm glad I did, Coach. From Sunflower, Mississippi. All right. The reason these two fine gentlemen are here, we're really excited to uh, let our listeners here in South Mississippi know about this. On the last Thursday of this month, uh, Coach Hawkins and Coach Barr uh, will begin uh, hosting a show on uh, Super Talk in Laurel and Hattiesburg inside the locker room. We're very, very excited about having them here, Coach Barr. I'm going to start with you. Of course, former uh, state championship coach at Oak Grove, also coached at Pedal and, and Purvis High School. Uh, coach, tell us a little bit about Inside the Locker Room and what is the concept behind the show? Well, well, really, um, just to honor coaches, honor players. I mean, I mean, this, is a, this profession has so much influence over young people. It's incredible. Um, like I always used to tell my sisters, they have no idea how much influence they have on a, on a, on a, on a young man and, and his whole family mm-hmm. and the community. And uh, so it's just to honor those those people that do this job of coaching in high school, college, former. We just want to see what made them, what made them, who who motivated them, who was there, the guys that motivated them to go in this business, and and just what it means because it's it's a, a lot larger picture than winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Hawkins, how did you and Coach Barr get together to uh, become radio personalities? Well, it's something, you know, after I retired from coaching last year, uh, I started bumping into Neville a little more, and I said, Neville, I really want to do a sports show. This was last summer. Uh, no, yeah, a little, probably back in May. And before too long, we, you know, we were we were looking around, and then uh, uh, Ted at the, the other station asked us to uh, come in for a little interview. We came in, and uh, – Neville and I never we'd never been in radio, but we loved it, and uh, we love kids, coaches, and athletics, and so uh, we started the show, and you know it, it became you know a really big hit for us because we kept honoring local coaches, and then as football left, we started getting some of the uh, some real you know national you know national known names, so it's been fun for us, uh, 
And Neville and I work so good together, you can't beat Neville. Neville is the man with more six-yard catches at Southern Miss than anybody. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that a little. And I do want to uh, say I, I coached at Summerall, and uh, I want to throw that okay. in there because that was a, that was. A, I came back from West Virginia as head coach and coached at Summerall. Played at Purvis under on really a legendary coach, Jack Kraft, who mm-hmm. who had a powerful influence on me. And uh, right, and, uh, but. Uh, so anyway, I, when I when I came back and Joey talked to me about doing this, I really had no not that much interest in doing this because I was so tied up in doing a lot of other things. But I love talking to these coaches, the high school coaches, the college coaches, a uh, couple of NFL coaches if if need be or whatever. But it's just in the the people that were legends in the game, people that are will be former. You know, the stars, the future become so. And it's, it's so interesting to hear their story. It's it's a story that you we know, want to hear. That's what we love. You yeah, know. And, Billy White and now, Johnson was one of the best oh, when we've interviewed. I mean, he was so funny. Mm-hmm. He was. I mean, what a what an incredible guy. And and you know, just some of the people we've had an opportunity to talk to is is just it's just a lot of fun and it's special. Yeah. Now you guys were telling me when we were meeting a couple of weeks ago. There's this kind of unspoken fraternity among coaches so when you reach out to these coaches no matter if it's a if it's a you know a johnny majors or a local coach they're all very receptive about sharing time with you well they really are i mean you know a great coach is going to be a a, a great people person he's also going to be a guy with i think he's got a great heart and and he's wanting to help people because that's what coaches do they teach they help and you know they help people grow they help people get better and uh, so coaches are always going to do want to do that. Even the great ones that you wouldn't, you know, that, that they still want to come on and contribute. They still – and it means that much to them. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of love in this game between coaches and players and teams. And, and there's just so much more to the game of football, basketball, all sports. But especially this – these intangibles that, it, that you just can't get anywhere else. I know. If you take Bill Curry, we had Bill on the show – Bill complimented us. He didn't know us from Adam's house cat. He complimented us. Says, "No, y'all the true heroes. Y'all the high school coaches. We're sitting here talking to a black guy that won two Super Bowls at Green Bay. Coached, you know, uh, coached with uh, played for Vince Lombardi. Coached at Alabama, Kentucky, and these just everybody in the coach fraternity. Like you're saying, Bob, uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're a high school, college football coach. We all went through the same things." And they appreciate. Well, that. you know, guys, if you when you watch an NFL football and they introduce the players, you know, many of these guys will identify the high school. These are superstars in the National Football League. Right. But what comes to their mind and what they want to promote is their high school. I think that speaks a lot to the impact high school coaches have on these athletes. Well, well, it is. It is, and you really have. And that's why I said you really got to take this responsibility seriously as a young coach. As you get older. But you just don't know how many lives that you're affecting. And, uh, and, and that's why, you know, in, in, in coaching, I, I think it's, uh, you know, my coaching style was, uh, we always call it put a tent on their head, coach up. You know, make them see what they can be. Make them see, you know, we're not going to, we're going to tell them the truth and they know we're going to love them. But first, when you form a relationship with them and, and, and they're going to, then they're going to do anything they can. They're going to try to accomplish. That's what I got from my high school coach. You know, I, I used to think, boy, he thinks I'm a whole lot better than I really am. And, and I would do anything to try to get as good as he thought I was. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, point. you know, and uh, but there's so many great things about, you know, that the kid's going to learn from, I mean, from teamwork to, to just sacrifice to humility. You know, humility is one of those things where humility is so important in an athlete because it's not because – you're not going to have confidence if you have humility. But if you have humility, you're going to know you need the guy beside you. You're going to know you need the coaches. You need your parents. Everybody needs – it's that knowing, the humility of knowing that you need other people 
to be successful. We're talking to uh, former high school legendary coaches Joey Hawkins and Neville Barr, uh, the host of the soon-to-be Inside the Locker Room show on Super Talk Laurel and Hattiesburg. All right, Luke, here's your chance. Two legends in the studio. Uh, they're relaxed and ready to talk, so fire away. <laughs> Coach uh, Coach Barr, you, you brought up uh, – you know, learning about who influenced uh, you, you like hearing from these coaches who influenced uh, them to be coaches. What about you two guys? Start with you, Coach Barr. Who, who, what was the motivating factor for you to be a coach? Well, you, you know, I, th- I think really my high school, I had a great group of high school coaches and teachers. I always say, you know, even the teachers, I mean, they have such a powerful influence. A teacher is, but you know, Coach Kraft, I think more than anything, put that in me about, you know, about, I mean, you, you put, you, you make somebody see what they can be, and you believe in them. That's another thing. You've got to believe in them. You've got to get them to believe in yourself. So, and Coach Kraft did that. He was a great. He did a great job of doing that, and it just made me think, "Wow, this is special." I mean, I used to think, "Man, this is really something special being a part of this team," and it really was. So, uh, and then my basketball coach, and on and on, everyone. I mean, it was just, you know, I never wanted to be anything but a coach, and uh, so. How about, you, how about you, Coach Hogg? Well, you know, I, I had a, some great coaches uh, at Indianola Academy. Back then, we were one of the largest schools. It was us in prep for the championship, Jackson Prep, for the championship back then because uh, there was not many private schools in the Delta, and so everybody kind of matriculated Indianola. And so uh, we had a lot of great athletes there during my time and then a lot of great coaches. And, and you know, when I went to college, I, I didn't – I wasn't sold on being a coach yet. I didn't know. But then um, – my junior year, they asked me to come help football part-time. And after practice one, I knew that's what I wanted to do. You know, it just first practice, just being around the kids, pumping people up, you know, it was just, uh, you know, just really just felt just perfect for me. And uh, I just had a great time. And 37 years later, I look back and I go, man, that was fast. It was fun. Uh, but you you don't and you, but you know when your days are over, too. And so uh, – Neville and I, look, Neville will still get back in it if the right person calls. <laughs> All right, we're talking to coaches Neville Barr and Joey Hawkins. We're going to hold them over through the break. I want to find out about um, Coach Barr's record of six-yard receptions at Southern Miss. Are you going to share that with us, Coach Hawkins? He made some of the most splendid six-yard catches in Southern Miss history <laughs> to the top. Eagle Hour continues, everybody. Stay with us. <laughs> Back on a Wednesday on the Eagle Hour, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg in beautiful downtown Laurel. Third segment 
of the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, home of the 895 Blue Plate Special Lunch. That includes a drink. Be sure to swing by and also see all that great Southern Miss memorabilia, 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the, fourth se- or the third segment of the Eagle Hour. We continue with uh, longtime legendary Head coaches in Mississippi High School football, Neville Barr and uh, Coach Hawkins, and and I wanted to ask you um, both of you guys because um, a little little funny here, uh, Coach Barr, Kurt McCarty, probably the most talkative football player you ever coached in, in your career. <laughs> he is one of the smartest, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, he was, he was a great player and a great leader. Of course, we were blessed to have a, a, a lot of those here at Oak Grove, and and really, had, you know, everywhere I. Everywhere that I coached, we always had we had some great quarterbacks. But he he was definitely a, a leader. Big thing. He's just such a good leader. He's one of our favorite guests on the Eagle Hour. Coach Hawkins, I wanted to ask you uh, about you know I, I mentioned earlier you had an amazing run not just in football um, up at Jackson Academy, but in track and field. It was eleven state tra- uh, state championships y'all won. That's right. Yeah, you know when I got there, Prep was a dominant team and. Uh, Really, my mentor, John McInnes, was at Jackson Prep, and I learned so much from John, and incredible guy. He passed away last year, but he was an amazing guy. You know, I'd, I'd come to meet, you know, and think I had two surprises, you know, and I was fixing to get on him, and I'd get there, and he'd have six surprises from me. He was just – you couldn't <laughs> outwork him, you know. But uh, but he left and, and, and went to uh, Brandon High School, and it kind of opened the door for me. I'd been there because they were, they were – you know, we were catching them, and then in my fourth year there in 98, we came – we really put together, you know, a, a good 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade class in, in track and field and won 11 straight championships in a row and 158 track meets in a row. It was really special to watch those kids do that, you know. Now, it's like I said, you have an appreciation is, for the track good. program here and what they've been able to do here the last couple oh, of years. Oh, what they've done at, at Southern Miss in track and field has been unbelievable. I'm talking about – I mean, they won it in girls and lost about, what, a half point in boys in, uh, mm-hmm. in Conference USA yet last year. It's really unbelievable what they're doing there. Well, I'm sorry, Luke. Go ahead if you got another question. No, that's, that's fine. I was just going to mention, uh, because we have so many track and field athletes on this uh, show, we have pigeonholed that Bob Getty in a former life would have been a high jumper, Coach Hawkins. <laughs> right. I think High jumper? You think, Coach? What do you think? Uh, I think he would have probably. I mean, just looking <laughs> at Bob. I mean, Bob looks he's pretty studly over here. I would say he would uh, – he would have been the uh, scorekeeper for the. Right. <laughs> I think that's probably right. Uh, I think I could, I could have made him a discus thrower for sure. There we go. No doubt. All right. Uh, now, Coach Barr, yes. you, you played football at Southern Miss uh, from 70 to 75, and your buddy here was telling me that, uh, that you covered punts for the legendary Ray Guy, and we were talking a little bit about that during the break. Put in perspective to our listeners how much better Ray Guy was than anyone else in the game at punting. I don't think it was anything. I don't think it was close with anybody. He is just special. Well, he's the best. I mean, he's the best probably it's ever been putting the football. Right. And Southern Miss, you know, Gerald Wilson at Southern Miss was a great punter. Oh, yeah, for Kansas City NFL. for years and years, led the and, league. Uh, so, and, and, and there's a lot of great punters out there, but – I don't, I don't think nobody would argue the point that Ray Guy's the best ever. And you guys were both, both telling me, too, during the break that uh, that he was he was not only extraordinary there, he was extraordinary in just practically every sport he, sure, he attempted. Best athlete, I say now, the best athlete I've ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, unbelievable, incredible. You just name the sport and he could do it. 
mm-hmm. and do it well. He had 21 tackles one day against Mississippi State, kicked a 50 yard field goal, and I think averaged 50 something yards punting. I mean, the guy played every down on defense. I mean, led led the nation in interceptions one year. I think. Yeah, Neville. he did. He was tied. Tell him. All, tell, and, uh, tell, tell the studio. All, I mean, tell the audience out here how, how far can he throw a football now? He can throw it ninety yards, and he <laughs> maybe further. I've phrase listening, and he'll be going. I, you know. Yeah, he probably said ninety eight. He probably could throw it as far as he had to to out throw whoever he's thrown against. Throwing the high nineties fastball. <laughs> Great basketball player, wasn't he, Neville? Unbelievable basketball player. Great guy. But, Shout out they, to Ray, uh, Rick. Rick Cleveland tells a story. Uh, the first time that Ray really ever played a, a, a real round of golf, they were at Van Hook, and he pulls out a, a, a three wood, and it was like a two ninety Van Hook uh, number one was, and with a three wood he put it on the fringe, and Rick just was looking there. He's just like, "You're not supposed to be able to do that. This is your first round of golf. Ray could do it all." Yeah, he could. He's, he's amazing. I'm, I'm talking about if you look if you look back in it, it's Southern Miss athletes. I mean, from the nasty bunch to Brett to Reggie. To Ray, to Neville. I mean, they had some incredible Don't athletes. throw me in there with that bunch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right about that. And uh, there have been, uh, have there not, Coach Barr, some glorious football days at Southern Miss. There have been. If you look at Southern Miss's history, and that, that's the reason I'm still excited about Southern Miss, there's been some – I mean, we can talk about Brett Favre all the way down to people all – I mean – and just some unbelievable players have come out of here and played great professional football. You know, you've got one of the most talked about quarterbacks of all time in the NFL, of course, in in, in Brett, and you've got the greatest punter of all time in Ray. And you've got you can almost take local every position. Jeff Posey from Bassfield yes, played ten you years can in take the league. Every position. I mean, That's why I'm not going to start naming all because right. there's too many. And a matter of fact, I just talked to Sammy Winder about you know a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he's going to be I, on our show. Yeah, soon. I mean. You know, just been a lot of special, special players here. And, uh, I mean, it's a place right here in Hattiesburg. You could come over here and see some of the greats of the game. And that's uh, – And one thing Neville and I are so proud of, and, and he's a good friend of ours, I get to see him each week and talk to him, is Bobby Collins. I yeah, mean, gosh, he built yes. – he's the one who I thought went to another level in building the program. And uh, He did. I mean, it was some great – and, of course uh, – you know, Jeff Bauer did a great job. Yeah, so many good ones, you know. Yeah. Um, Curly. Oh, yeah. I mean, Curly Hallman, they were, there was just so many. But you're exactly right about Coach Collins. My wife and I had the good, good fortune of we were living here and going to school when he came. Wow. And so we got to live through the I Believe period of time. You know, right. when, uh, I remember the first bowl game, at the Independence Bowl against McNeese State. Right. And uh, how exciting – how exciting was it, Coach? It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Well, it really was. And, uh, and you know, it's just and, – and especially some of the defenses they've had here. Now, Ooh, we've had great yeah. offensive players, but some of the defensive and the defensive players here, you know, I remember reading in uh, Bear Bryant was talking about, you know, Alabama playing Southern Miss, and he said, you know, they would be foaming at the mouth to play us. He said so his, the Alabama teams knew they were going to get hit. When they yes. played Southern Miss, they knew they were going to be – they wasn't going to feel Jim real good Jim Carmody beat them. Beat them, beat, you know, beat them in yep. a big game. You know, when you go all the way back to Pie Van, you got some great coaches in, in Coach Reed. I mean, you can go back a long ways, and Southern Miss has had some great coaches, great players. Um, I no still question. think this is a special place. It's got a chance to, you know, be special. No question. All right, you got something else for these gentlemen, Luke? Yeah, I just wanted to ask uh, the Southern Miss factor there. A lot of those guys that we name uh, – Coach Barr, Coach Hawkins, you know, guys that flew under the radar. And, and you guys, uh, having seen so much talent in, in, in all years of coaching, you know, why? what is it about Southern Miss that has we have been able to, 
I guess, uh, make so many diamonds out of what other people kind of just looked at as coal. What has it been about Hattiesburg that just perennially, these guys, you look at like Nick Mullins now, you know, guys that, that other people overlooked, they came to Southern Miss, they wore the black and gold, and they turned out really, really, really good. Yeah, I think Southern Miss has had some great coaches through the years, assistant coaches all the way up. You know, and this is going back because I got to throw a plug in here. But you know, back when uh, I coached, I mean, when Coach Underwood was our head coach, well, you know, my receiver coach was Barney Poole. You know, that's one of the greatest football right. players of all time, right. and uh, such a great man, such a uh, you know, a good man. Play, he was All American at Army, two times All American at Ole Miss. But the thing when I went up to West Point a couple years ago, Joey. I go up in there and I see Barney Poole's name up in there as their in their facility. You know the guy that coached me. So I'm just saying there's been so many yeah. good. There's been a lot of good assistant coaches and, and head coaches. And you think you know who replaced replaced Barney as the the new receiver coach Mac Brown. Right. He was on. He yep. was on Bobby's first uh, first staff. You yes. Know? Yes. I, that's where I met him there. Yeah. And he turned out pretty good. So. <laughs> yeah. He did all right out west, didn't he? Okay, gentlemen. Inside the locker room, it's going to kick off on the last Thursday of this month. We have one minute left. I want to give each of you a brief opportunity here. Sum up what listeners are going to hear. Coach, we'll start with you first. Well, I just I think they're going to hear a lot of you know. The, I think the high school football in this area in this state is some of the best in the whole country. I think no you got doubt. some of the best coaches. I think you got some of the best players. And we really just want to honor them, get to know what makes them tick, get to know what, you know, because uh, I don't think there's nothing better, nothing better to grow a young man into being a man than sports, and especially the game of football, but all sports. Exactly. So just excited about honoring people. And, and, you know, and, and we, we really uh, we think everybody's going to be so excited. We got Jim Wedley on our first show, quarterback in 63 for Ole Miss. Uh, had 15 songs go in the top Hall, five, right? Hall of Fame and music. Hall of Fame yeah. and music, Grammy music. Can't wait to talk Wrote, to you. Uh, neither one of us can say goodbye. Midnight Trainer, Georgia, Gladys <laughs> Knight of Pips. We can go on and on. But, uh, and then we've got uh, Terry Bradshaw coming on the first two shows. So we got a lot of wow. big-time guests, too, you know. Yeah. All right. It all starts on the 30th. We're really excited to have you guys on the Super Talk team. And I want to thank you both for coming thank in today. You. Enjoy it. What, our pleasure, Bob. All right. We'll be right back. Wrap things on this edition of the To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back on the Eagle Hour, I want to thank Neville Barr and Joey Hawkins for joining us um, today. And their new show, Inside the Locker Room, premieres later this month and on uh, Super Talk, Hattiesburg, Super Talk, Laurel. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel, Mississippi. First Bank serving 
Mississippi since 1895. Any financial needs you have, go see our friends at First Bank. And First Bank is the home of the Perfect Ten. Reggie Collier. Baba, did they say Terry Bradshaw is going to yeah, be on the first couple said. shows? Yeah, they said he's going to be on the second show. Wow. Uh, these guys, you know, these guys Pretty. have been in it a long time, Luke, and they tell me that um, – they were telling me offset earlier when I was meeting with them a week or so ago that uh, there there's apparently so much respect in the in the sports world for high school football coaches uh, that these athletes and and these big time coaches and all just graciously accept their invitations and uh, I think that's right you know I th- I think there it all starts with the high school coaches I'm I'm betting that your high school coach had a big influence on your life. He did, and I saw him earlier today. And, and if you didn't know this, my high school football coach is actually Stump's dad, the legendary Iron Mike Taylor. Is that right? Uh, out at West Jones, coach for twenty seven years, and and uh, we were we were joking a little earlier today. They do they they leave a legacy on you. And, and thinking about the impact Coach Bauer, you know, had on my life. Um, speaking of Terry Bradshaw, you know, last week. Uh, just everyone horror stricken to see uh, just the damage and uh, loss uh, that Ruston, Louisiana faced. I want to remind people this coming weekend, Southern Miss Athletics will be holding fundraisers uh, for Louisiana Tech tornado recovery. And what that means is Friday, uh, the the traditional 50-50 raffle. If you if you don't know what that is uh, at baseball games, uh, you everybody kind of throws in a kitty and then they draw for a winner and, and they split the pot. Uh, what's going to happen is Friday's 50-50 raffle is actually going to go to help our friends over at Louisiana Tech, and there's going to be a, a donation bucket present at baseball and softball. Uh, and what's important about that, uh, Louisiana Tech's actually coming uh, for uh, softball, and, and so it's a way for us to be able to contribute to them specifically. And again, so cool to see, uh, not just at Southern Miss, but inside Conference USA and around the country reaching out uh, f- to Coach Burroughs and, and Louisiana Tech family, because they are, they are our rivals, but you know they're, they're conference friends and, and uh, wanted to uh, take care of them. So speaking of, of baseball tonight, give you a little uh, prep for tonight's game at the Pete between Southern Miss and Ole Miss. Again, Golden Eagles trying to avenge a April 9th. It was it was a rough loss, eleven to two to Ole Miss up in uh, at at Trustmark in Pearl. Uh, Golden Eagles really uh, led two to one after the second, and then it was just really ugly. Three errors, ten strikeouts, eleven runners left on base. Just a really ugly game. Southern Miss uh, playing a whole lot better since then. And, and tonight, starting pitch, pitching for the Golden Eagles, they're going to throw out Jared Wright. And Ole Miss will counter with Zach Phillips. If you look back at April 9th, these are those two starters from that game. Wright had a pretty good game. He threw three innings. Uh, only gave up one hit and one run. Struck out two. And Zach Phillips was uh, really the story of that night. Threw four and a third. He's a lefty. He gave up seven hits but struck out six Golden Eagles. And then the, the bullpen of the Rebels kind of did the rest so it, it wasn't right um that contributed you know to that 11 runs the uh, the rebels got but golden eagles at home tonight should be a really really good crowd bob well it should be exciting uh you know southern miss dominated this series for two or three years up until about i guess year before last old miss kind of turned the tables and i believe the rebels have won three or four straight against uh, southern miss so the golden eagles need to in turn turn the tables back uh this is part of the annual home and away uh, series between the Golden Eagles and the Ole Miss Rebels, and uh, uh, we look forward to it tonight. Here, I do hope this. I hope all the Southern Miss fans that I see there tonight, 
that I haven't seen at other baseball games show back up Friday night when Florida Atlantic uh, plays baseball. I'm always a little bewildered at why Southern Miss fans, uh, and not all, of course, but Southern Miss fans will show up when you're playing an in-state rival, but then don't show up uh, this weekend huge because it effectively will be the uh, regular season league championship, I think. All right, I want to remind you that – That's fun- what, you're, that's what you're looking for, for sure. Absolutely. One, one more thing right, before you hit that sure. remote. Just uh, your daily RPI standings. Conference USA now with four teams inside the top 100. Old Dominion at 81, Louisiana Tech at 57, FAU at 50, and Golden Eagles break uh, the top 40 this week. They are at 38 in the RPI. Well, from an RPI standpoint, it would certainly do nothing but help if Southern Miss won the game tonight. And I'm not trying to downplay the game. Everybody should come. It'll be exciting and fun to watch the two schools play. Uh, Point only being that you should also come this weekend because uh, these are very important games uh, for the program this weekend as well. Okay, we're going to be at Fuzzy's Tacos this Friday. Gosh, I hate that. Don't you, Luke? Last time time we were there, I I thought they were going to have to wheelbarrow Kelly Santer out of the building. But uh, he'll be there. Oreo churros. Yeah. Oreo churros. We're sure. looking. We're looking forward to that. Uh, guys down there are awesome. It's a great location, and uh, we're we're excited about being down there. We'd invite you to come by uh, and say hello to us. All right, Ole Miss, Southern Miss tonight in baseball. Huge baseball weekend coming up at the Pete. We've got lots to talk about as the week continues, and we'll continue the conversation tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss to the top. Into the future Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.